It's a Wednesday as the NFL prepares for the weekend. You know what today is. Today means everybody's on the practice field. Love it. Packers getting ready for the Minnesota Vikings. Brewers lose a heartbreaker last night. And I uh, I was inundated with text messages and a few tweets, a couple of emails after last night's contest. Uh, we'll get into that. Also, NFL betting is uh, just uh, a tidal wave of cash, apparently, uh, especially this upcoming season. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Glad to have you on board. And we will have uh, all the coverage from up in Green Bay. Our guy, Mike Clemens, is on the ground there. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing Mike, or hearing Mike, I should say, as uh, he'll be checking in at some point. But we're going to have uh, Matt LaFleur today, and Aaron Rodgers speaks today. So uh, a lot to, to discuss. Uh, last night, Ben, do you have any idea as to when my phone began to blow up? Huh. Uh, well, number one, when Yelich went 500 feet to right field and trended towards uh, his 15th home run of the year, which is noteworthy uh, for us. Yeah. Number two, when Council pulled Woodruff and then the wheels fell off, both literally yeah. and figuratively. Both times. Uh, the Yelich bomb. Let me remind everyone involved, just just so we're clear here. Uh, I look, I'm glad Christian Yelich hit a long home run. I, no problem. I, you know, I don't, I, I, that's, that's great. It was in a losing effort. They lose 10 to seven. Uh, but it is number 12 on the season. He is batting 259 and an OPS of 750. Rather mundane numbers. So the length of the bomb, that's fantastic. It is something to see. It's cool to witness. It shows that, you know, he he squared it up, belt-high fastball, and he made him pay. Uh, but I, the length of the home run does not count for five home runs. You know what I mean? Um, and as many people pointed out last night, the, uh, the, the air in Colorado – Maybe had something to do with the the flight of the baseball. I mean, I look, it's still a four hundred and ninety nine foot home run. That's that's a that's a blast. There, it was no doubt about it. And you give Yelich all the all the props in the world, but people started like going crazy, like this was some kind of a a resurgence. Look what he's doing! Oh my God! Well, it's too little, too late for the most part. You know, uh, there were so many opportunities throughout the season to propel this team forward, and okay, they blew a huge lead. They were able to put up some runs. Yelich is hitting 259 with an OPS of 750, but it's one home run. Ben, does he reach the 15 mark by the end of the season? No. With just uh, just about three weeks remaining. Well, do we count the playoffs that I think the Brewers might actually make? No, we're talking just the season. Uh, no, he does not. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Maybe he plays back. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about it, but I, I just, <laughs> it's like when he hit the home run, everybody went, see, I told you. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, it, no, you didn't tell me anything. It's tw- He's at 12 home runs. 
He is struggling to get to 15 on the season. That's it. Brewers lose last night. Council pulls Woodruff, and uh, the wheels just kind of fell off. And Council getting a lot of blame. I I wasn't a fan of, of pulling Woodruff when he was – look, we're, we're talking late in the season here. Woodruff had only thrown 91 pitches. 91 pitches. He had given up one run. One run. That's it. That's it. And I I I don't understand why you got to pull him with 91 pitches. What are you saving him for? You're up 6 to 1 at that point. And you pull him eighth inning, Colorado immediately puts up 5. Ties the thing up. And then they go into extras, and the Brewers get that one run, and you're thinking the, all is right with the world, only to watch the backside completely implode. And uh, Rogers throws, um, you know, Hobie Milner uh, throws a third of an inning, scoreless, had a strikeout, didn't look bad. Uh, but you go Woodruff Perdomo, who that ERA sits at what, four and a half almost? Milner. And then Rodgers throws a third of an inning. Two hits, four runs. I Just dumb. Just just bad, for lack of a better term. Um, this was Craig Council explaining things um, after the ball game last night. Take a listen to what Council had to say. No, I, Woody was. I, I thought that was the effort that we needed from Woody, and um, you know, we're going out there seven innings here. He's he did, did a heck of a job, pitched a heck of a game. We um, you know, put us in a good spot to win the game, great spot to win the game. Um, so we went to Louis, and it happened fast, obviously. Um, you know, and then um, you know, it was just just nothing good happened after that, frankly. Um, I, I, this, I don't understand pulling him. I get why I, with 91 pitches and going strong, I, I'm not a fan. This was a bad move. This was a bad move. Maybe for the longevity of Brandon Woodruff. Okay. I get it. Save a little now, gain a little later, but this was a bad move. Bad move by council, bad move by the ball club. Bad move. Bad move. Your bullpen's been faltering as of late, and you turn it over to a, a bunch of guys that aren't getting the job done. So, bad move. Um, I, I know a lot of people ripping counsel for the move last night, and last night you can. Overall, again, I think it's been pretty good. I would have to probably blame uh, the offense more than anything and a lot of failures. But last night, no. Last night it should have been Woodruff should have at least thrown eight. I know this whole sabermetric thing where the third time through a lineup, the fourth time through a lineup, guys get to get the tee off on you. I, I would have sent Woodruff out there unless he got hit. If he started getting hit, especially with that kind of a lead, if he started getting hit, I would have uh, I would have pulled him. But... I uh, for for those of you that rip Craig Council on almost a daily basis, last night 
I can say I agree with you. I don't always agree because some people just rip to rip. When things work out, they work out in spite of. And when things don't work out, they, you want to point the finger. But I that I don't agree with. But last night, I I didn't understand it. Didn't understand it. Pac fan says, do you think Council's on the hot seat or is he safe uh, as long as Stearns is here because he's nothing but a yes man for Stearns? No. Um, is that the way people really portray him? I, Stearns inherited him. Remember. I don't think Craig is a yes man. I think one, I, I think he, I think it's a collaboration, to be honest with you. And I think they've done a really good job. You would look at the track record and you couldn't argue with it. What everybody else says, well, yeah, they've no, never won a championship. Well, up until the last four or five years, they've never won a championship either. But yet they've been consistently in the postseason, so they're doing something right. 877-867-1670. Um, by the way, the Brewers' bullpen over the last 10 games, their ERA is at 469, which is another reason I probably would not have turned it over to the bullpen, who has been, as I stated before, failing more often than not lately. They are ranked 23rd in baseball. 23rd in baseball. So clearly an area that needs to be upgraded in the offseason. And you're not going to win like that. But yet another reason that, I, I mean, I get it on one hand, Council's thinking, God, you can't blow this lead. But this is one of those decisions to pull a guy when, you know, they're going to say, yep, you know, you, you should have never pulled him. And I would agree. I would agree. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us, uh, should you choose to do so. You can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny. Uh, you can find us over on the Facebook fan page. You can watch the program there, Facebook Live every day. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show, which, by the way, if you have not gone there or to the Instagram page or what have you, um, I posted that video last night I was telling you about, uh, and I know it's a little long. I didn't realize that as I was speaking it went that long, but uh, it, it's still the mid-portion of that with the, uh, the, the, veteran, the, the, the veteran that is in hospice. What a, what a, what a terrific uh, letter, and hopefully there's more to that story as time comes on. Um, but it just, what, what, a, what, a, what a neat moment. What a neat moment. So uh, you can find us over there. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch TV the same. Email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That is thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, all the podcast platforms as well, Spotify, also Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. You can always go to the website, thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. And you can click listen to the program. There's links there. If you want to download the app, it's the Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N, the Zone in Madison. And you can download the app, take us anywhere and everywhere, and listen to us as well. So plenty of ways to get a hold of the program. So uh, thanks to everybody for taking a listen to us on many of the different platforms that are out there. Uh, Jack says that was it, the final straw. Council has to go. Dumb move last night. Wants to talk about how Woody got us there. If he got you there, then why didn't you leave him in instead of turning it over to that gasoline can of a bullpen? There you go. 
Appreciate the email. I, I, I have no argument for last night. None. Last night, bad move. Bad move. I mean, unless Woodruff said I'm feeling pain or stiffness or tired or what have you, no reason to pull him last night. Nada. Uh, this is from Randy. Um, Randy says, uh, I think Council blew it, but I think he's a really good manager. Every manager blows a game or two, and every manager wins a game or two. I think it all evens out in the end. People coming down on Craig Council are just mad and wanting to blame somebody. Why don't we blame the players for all the times that they had guys in scoring position and couldn't bring in a run or couldn't be hit behind the runner or couldn't steal a base or couldn't drop down a bunt or a pitcher that couldn't throw strikes? I think we looked too hard at a manager as an easy fix, just like we looked at the hitting coach replacing them as an easy fix. We've gone through three of them now, and things have not gotten better. Let's face it, it's these players. That's from Randy. Randy, appreciate the email. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. Get some more thoughts. Last night, Brewers implode. we got a lot of stuff going on today. Bill Huber is going to be joining us, talking to Packers football. That is coming up a little bit later on, uh, about 45 minutes from now. Tyler Dunn, really good article. Really good article. We're going to talk with him a little bit about some of the Green Bay Packers. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. He's going to be here in the, uh, in the last hour of the program. We should hear from Matt LaFleur today. Probably going to hear from Aaron Rodgers today. Uh, we may get a check-in from Mike Clemens today. we got a lot going on. Huddle coming up tonight. We're going to be down in Kenosha. So stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Uh, John Atley and the gang from the Water Doctors, uh, they were at the Fisher House golf outing a couple of weeks ago. And John had told me, he said, uh, a gentleman he just ran into, he had uh, done some maintenance work uh, on his water softening system. They delivered some salt and such. And the guy said, hey, the only reason I bought this was because he had heard it on the program. And he's in love with the thing. And John was obviously appreciative. But uh, he was saying that uh, we were right. I was right that, you know, I had a couple of different water softening systems in my home prior to getting the the Kinetico system from the water doctors. And uh, one of the systems, the companies uh, pissed me off so bad, I cut, literally cut it out of my house. I turned the water off, shut, cut it out, uh, hacksawed it out of my house, pulled it out on a dolly, uh, brought it upstairs, threw it in the front yard and said, come and get it. And if it's stolen, it's stolen. I don't care. Get, get Because the service was terrible. It's one thing I've never had to worry about. One, the system has never failed. Never. I've never had any kind of a, a maintenance claim on it. Secondly, they've always been there whenever I've needed them for anything, whether it's, uh, you know, the filter replacement to go over and get the filters taken care of, get some extra salt brought to the house, whatever. Water doctors in Waukesha, they're fantastic people. Go to h 2 the letter o doctorscom H2TheLetterODoctors.com. And don't forget... They give back charitably as well to veterans through the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. Uh, they're fantastic people. So, again, h2theletterodoctors.com. That's h2theletterodoctors.com. After the game, Craig Council 
meeting with the media, the back and forth, uh, the discussion about uh, pulling Woodruff. This is what Craig Council had to say, and take a listen to the questions being peppered at him. That was the effort that we needed from Woody, and, um, you know, we're going out there seven innings here. He's, he did a heck of a job, pitched a heck of a game. Um, we put us in a good spot to win the game, great spot to win the game. Um, so we went to Louie, and it happened fast, obviously. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, it was just just nothing good happened after that, frankly. In the in the tenth, you know, both teams, like, ambush first pitch and score right away. I mean, how does that change kind of how it sets up the rest of the inning? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think when you score one run in the extra innings, it's it's you know, you're you're kind of held serve almost. That's about it, right? Um, especially in a place like this. So, you know, I mean, I you know, it's it's like a tie, it's a tie game with a man on second. It's and so you gotta you gotta work your way out of it. Um, unfortunately, we weren't weren't able to do that. Did Willie do anything wrong on that play at third base? Or no, he did everything right. He did everything exactly right. Yeah, we're going on contact, but if it's a hard hit ground ball, you, you, you're getting a rundown, and you know you, the throw being in the dirt. You know what are you, you going to do? But the, the point is, you get a still man in scoring position with two outs, and you're really in the same same situation. What about the job Peter did? Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I thought Peter threw the ball really well. Unfortunately, he left the slider up. Um, but other than that, he, you know, he threw the ball really well and gave us gave us two innings of two innings outs, or, or five outs. I'm sorry. Um, you know, going back to Woody a little bit, uh, what, what was working so well for him tonight? In his seven innings? I mean, I, I, everything. I mean, you pitch like that, everything's working. Uh, tons of strikes. Um, Off-speed stuff was a slider was good with all the righties in the lineup. Um, so he just. You know, he, he controlled it really well and, um, you know, was, was sharp every inning, really. The defense behind him was really good tonight, too. Willie yeah, had that great play. Yeah, Willie's had a heck of a series defensively. He's played incredible route. He had a nice play. Um, so definitely, um, you know, helped him out for sure. Do you think Christian had 499 in him? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never seen a ball hit up there in a game. So that was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, anything? Uh, just he's got some uh, just left uh, left knee is bothering him. Um, just having a hard time kind of sitting in it when he was hitting. So um, it's day to day. Is that something that was the case before the game started, or did something no. trigger it? Just yeah. September. Okay. Great counsel talking to the media afterwards, and. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about Yelich and the 499 uh, home run, uh, the longest hit by a Brewers player since, since I think, 2015, if I'm not mistaken, I think is what they said. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what they said. But, uh, you know, again, it's it's one dinger. It's not something that's been consistent throughout the season. And so you, you'd like to see him do more and propel this team into the postseason and really get hot and go from there. Um, but, again, like I've been saying all season, wait and see. Wait and see. It just, the consistency hasn't been there. It's been consistently inconsistent, to say the very least. So Rockies get a uh, get a win last night. Brewers fall and uh, 10-7, the final in extras. And the way things shape up right now, Brewers 
remain eight and a half games back behind the Cardinals in the uh, in the uh, divisional chase, and they're still three games back behind San Diego and company and the Padres from getting themselves into the postseason. And <laughs> you're running out of time, man. Just running out of time. For a team that at one point was looking at pressing the 15 to 20 games over 500 mark is now just seven games over. Seven games over. And um, somewhat fading. I will say this, speaking of fading, uh, the Mets, boy, the Mets have dropped off. Holy mackerel. They've lost three straight. Shures are now going on the D on the IL, and they're struggling a little bit. Meanwhile, Atlanta... They've now won. Their winning streak is now at six in a row. They're eighty-five and fifty-one. Thirty-four games over four over five hundred. Thirty-four games over five hundred. Both coming out of the East. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Go ahead and do so. This one's from uh, Scotty. Scotty says, uh, "No way. They deserve to be in the postseason, even if they get there." They're going to get bounced. They're going to build up everybody's hopes for what? One game just to go home and say the same old, same old. This team needs to be scrapped. Some of the dead weight needs to be trimmed off. And then they need to find some players that can actually put the bat to the bat to the baseball because this team flat out can't hit consistently. The all or nothing mentality in Major League Baseball is maddening. And the Brewers are the epitome of what not to do. That's from Scotty. Scotty, appreciate the email. Um... ESPN Steve says, does counsel sound like he even cares? He he always sounds the same. He always sounds the same. You know, this guy did this. He did this really well. He just had the one pitch that, you know, missed it. Uh, that's the one thing about Craig Council that you want in a manager is there's this steadiness. It's just always there. So does he sound like he cares? But he sounds like that all the time. You know, now there's maybe a little more joy after a win, but he sounds the same all the time. Uh, Scott says, last night's game is the way the Brewer season is gone. We start out really strong, great hitting, and then pitching, and then uh, and now we just can't finish these games, much like can't finish the season. Ron says, bunt steals and such are calls from the manager. This team is uh, not built for the uh, small ball. And, and that I would agree with. Now, the problem is, here, here's here's what you bring up. And, Ronald, you bring up a really good point. If you cannot bunt in Major League Baseball, if you cannot adapt at the plate. Now, this goes back to what we talked about last week with Todd Rosiak, remember, with relief pitching being so good. There are certain things at the plate guys can't do anymore. It's 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 rampant. It's throughout Major League Baseball. Some teams do it better than others. There is a focus there, but it is not consistent throughout baseball because many teams live by the grip it and rip it mentality. Look, the Yankees. The Yankees were putting the ball out of the ballpark at a record pace with Judge and company, and then all of a sudden they went on that losing skid. Why? They weren't hitting as many home runs. They're pitching kind of started to let them down, and they weren't hitting as many home runs. You see it with the with the Mets. The Mets have lost a little bit of pitching, not hitting as many home runs, same thing. They're in a little bit of a downturn right now. 
the teams that were built for hitting, or at least they thought were built for hitting, like Chicago for a while, like Cincinnati for a while, when they weren't hitting home runs, they weren't winning ball games. There is something to be said for that. The problem is it's become so lopsided in Major League Baseball that it that that's that's what you see. If a team doesn't hit a home run, if they don't hit multiple home runs, they're going to lose ball games. And then the teams that do hit them at now, granted, last night, um, I've always said four point two runs per game. The, the Brewers did what they needed to do. Their offense wasn't the issue. The issue was that bullpen sucked last night. And they had no business pulling Woodruff out of that ball game. None. Because if, if think, think of it this way. Suppose he comes in and goes 16, 17 pitches in the next inning. So what? He'd be at 105, 106? That's, once you get past 115-ish, then you can run a little bit of danger. But let's say he goes through a clean inning and still pitches extremely well. You've got eight innings out of him, and all you need is a close. That's it. Just shut the door. And then your options become much more vast because you can have one guy pitch to one batter. You can throw numerous arms at him if things aren't working out. Guy gets a couple of hits, gives it up, bring in somebody else. You've always got an option. But, yeah, they had no business pulling, pulling Woodruff out of that game last night. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. If you want to get more into that, we can Packers back on the practice field today. Looking forward to hearing what's going on up there in green Bay. Meanwhile, what's going on here uh, in our own backyard, uh, our friends at Cunis RV, the fastest growing RV dealer in the state of Wisconsin with RV dealerships all over many different brands in many different locations. And they will do consignment. They have new and used vehicles, whether it's a motorhome, fifth wheel, tow behind camper van, whatever it happens to be. Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. Go to CunisRV.com. That's CunisRV.com. Again, CunisRV.com. Or you can also look for our friends, uh, Cunis, uh, the automotive group. Cunis Automotive Group, Automotive Group. they deal in so many different vehicles, specialty vehicles. You can sell them your car, the whole deal. Go to uh, shopcunis.com, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. They have new cars, used cars, ways to save at the pump, all kinds of good stuff in all many, I shouldn't say all many, so many different locations, whether it's Walworth County, Sauk Valley. They have them in northern Illinois. You can shop RVs. They've got them out in Madison. Uh, the Quad Cities area, if you're listening. So, so many different places. Go to shopcunis.com. That's shopcunis.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Chippewa Falls at Wissota High Shore Supper Club on Monday uh, for a Tobacco Outlet Plus Grocery Cigar Dinner. And then on Tuesday, going to be at Celebrations on the River in La Crosse. And then after that, heading to Tomahawk for the fall ride 
And uh, so I'm taking the motorcycle with me since I've got to take all the broadcast equipment and such. I can't can't ride the motorcycle as well. So going into Minneapolis this weekend for the Packers opener against the Vikings, um, I had to get the trailer looked at. And again, I thought, you know what? When I had the boat trailer looked at by my guy Lyle and a gang out of J&L Tire, he said about every two years you need to get the ba- uh, the bearings packed and to make sure the trailers and such are good. And so I took it out there, and I've noticed a bit of a like a wobble in the uh, in the in the trailer. And sure enough, I get out there, and he said, "You know, when's the last time you had this one done?" I said, "I never have. Uh, I've had this thing a long time." He said, "Yeah." He said, "The bearings are ground down; they're loose, and uh, which is causing your wobble, and could have been dangerous actually. And the tires need to be replaced. So um, it's just it, he could do he could do it by look, and just say, "Here you go." It points points everything out. And uh, probably saved me some headache, to be honest with you, with the recommendations, because uh, he said, you know, had you thrown the motorcycle into this smaller trailer and put that kind of weight in there, you might have found yourself on the side of the road heading to Minneapolis, which could have really screwed up the postgame show and such. So anyway, long story short is I took it out to J&L Tire out in Johnson Creek, and they're doing that. They're putting the tires on it and everything. So it's not just cars. It's not just oil changes and you know, kind of doing things to make sure that, uh, you know, your car's all tuned up and ready to go. It's big rigs, tractor trailers, trailers, some trailer repair and such. They do it all, and they're good people. They're very, very knowledgeable, too. So uh, if you get a chance to stop out, if you need any kind of service work done on your vehicle, and very, very honest, a uh, guy that I can look at and say, does it need it? Yes. Okay, I trust you. He's that kind of guy. Lyle's just an incredible man. So uh, great place, J&L Tire out in Johnson Creek. Um I wanted to get into a couple of things. Uh, I don't know if you read Peter King in uh, Football Morning in America. Uh, he believes that the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl this year. Who will they face? The Green Bay Packers. He said he's picking the Packers to make their first Super Bowl in 12 years. He said, by isn't it ironic, going on the road to get there. He said that would be sweet for Aaron Rodgers. He's picking the Bills to get the 0-4, three-decades-old wide right schneid uh, off their backs to win the first Super Bowl in franchise history. So the Packers are going to get there, but they're ultimately ultimately going to fall to the Bills. He said Buffalo was almost good enough to win it last year, as we all saw, marauding through the AFC playoffs with an 83, point, 83 points in eight quarters. Then the thud in overtime against Kansas City, that actually happened. So this year I think he said they eliminate all doubts and all the doubters. So Buffalo, he says, will go to and win the Super Bowl, while the Green Bay Packers will get to a Super Bowl on the road. Maybe not good enough to do it at home, but on the road, they'll get there. And he also goes on to say that uh, regarding the Packers, he said, I think the uh, perpetrated weakness, the post-Devante Adams receiver room, will not be as bad as most think. Uh, Green Bay's kind of you know, patched together a young, prove-it group of receivers who I believe, he says, will be mentally whipped into shape by Rodgers as the year progresses and who will respond well to the patient patient coaching of Matt LaFleur. It's a better roster, 1-53, to including the kicking game, which doomed the Packers last season, where the defense that should be top five in the NFL by December. He said there's a rejuvenated quarterback as well. Rodgers is one of those guys who loves when he's doubted. I mean, truly loves it. No Adams now, and Rodgers figures, just watch me. We're going to be fine. That plus his three days in Peru taking psychedelics on the ayahuasca journey. 
Uh, the Rodgers who takes on the field this year will be slightly a different guy, a guy who told me he loves football more than he ever has. I think I just fell in love with it a little bit deeper, Rodgers said. Uh, there's much to prove after the disappointment of the home playoff losses as the top seed the last couple of years. Uh, whoever makes it out of the NFC, Buffalo is ridiculously formidable. Lots can change in five months, but Buffalo's got the best roster in football, including the most dangerous quarterback. So there you go. He believes that uh, Rodgers and company are going to get there. He also has uh, New Orleans. He said, I've gotten smitten with the Saints this summer. I love how they turned a weak wide receiving core last year into the biggest strength of the roster this year. He goes on to talk about Baltimore. He contend that even though no team played more players in history than Tennessee in 2021, the Ravens had worse injury luck last year, and they're all back healthy for the most part this season. He also thinks that the Rams, um, it's going to be tough to repeat. He said they're battle-tested and they can survive, but he just doesn't think they're going to be able to climb that mountain yet again. He likes Denver. He said, I picked the Broncos to make the playoffs, which will probably live to regret this year's AFC West, the toughest division I remember since the NFL went to eight four-team divisions back in 2002. All four teams have at least 10 games against 2021 teams with winning records. He said he picked the Chargers in Kansas City to make the postseason, but nothing there in that uh, that grouping is going to shock him. And he sees the uh, the AFC seeds: Buffalo one at thirteen and four, Baltimore two at eleven and six, the Chargers at number three at eleven and six, uh, Tennessee at ten and seven, Kansas City at eleven and six. It's almost a pick 'em with the Chargers. He says. Then he said. Cincinnati at 10 and 7, which is interesting because history will tell you that normally the team that does not win the Super Bowl does not get back to the postseason. He said the first place schedule brings Cincinnati down to earth a bit, but the Bengals will still be a threat. He's also got Miami with Tua uh, going 9 and 8, and uh, he says that uh, they'll be there. Meanwhile, the NFC seats, the NFC seats, remember. The New Orleans Saints were in such an incredible salary cap jail. Remember, Sean Payton bailed, new coach. They rebuilt that receiver room, all of that. He's got the New Orleans Saints as the uh, the number one seed in the NFC. He said, don't forget the, the, the Saints have beaten Tom Brady's Bucks in all four regular season meetings. And none of the four have even been a one-score game. The Packers, the number two seed at 12-5, and five, he says Minnesota can threaten, but Aaron Rodgers figures out how to uh, make Romeo Dubs a factor early on. Philadelphia at 11-6. and six, The Rams at 10-7. and seven, Minnesota gets in at 11-6. and six. He said, is this the year that Eric Kendricks finally gets credit for being a top-five NFL backer? Tampa Bay gets in as a wild card at 10-7. And and then the quarterback issue starts to settle itself as they go back to Jimmy Garoppolo and abandon Trey Lance along the roadside. And San Francisco gets in as the seventh team in the NFC at 10-7. And And he says San Francisco wins the tiebreaker over Dallas, who also is 10-7. The wild card game, Green Bay over San Francisco, Tampa Bay over Philadelphia, the Rams over Minnesota, New Orleans over Tampa Bay, Green Bay beats the Rams, 
and the NFL championship game in New Orleans. Green Bay 30, New Orleans 17, Super Bowl 57, Glendale, Arizona, Buffalo 30, Green Bay 23. That's some that's some detailed picking right there coming out of Peter King. Long time NFL writer and, and reporter. So there you have it. At least the Packers he has getting to a Super Bowl. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers back on the practice field getting ready for the Vikings. Matt LaFleur admits that, like other teams, they've been working on a game plan for Minnesota for a while now. There's been a lot of things, I think, around the league. I'm sure there's a lot of game planning that's already kind of transpired prior to today and I know we're kind of in that boat right now so you know it's definitely given us an opportunity to get a jump on some of the things we might want to do in a game. The Vikings have a lot of new faces a new GM, new coaches, new players but Packers inside linebacker Devontae Campbell says the Vikings have got plenty of good players returning from last year's roster as well. Yeah they are some talented players you know even at the quarterback position. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback he knows how to get the ball out of his hands quick so it's going to be a tough challenge, especially with a, a new offense. We don't really know what they expect, so we just got to go out, read our keys, and and just play ball. The Vikings' new head coach, 37-year-old Kevin O'Connell, is trying to change the environment for his players, like shifting the practice schedule to match Sunday's kickoff at 325. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. I think, it's, I think it was good today. We tried to simulate a halftime, and... Uh, Again, make it more like the real thing, I think, was the focus, and that's what we tried to do. We were going to be at 325 today just to simulate what it would be. I uh, ended up having some extra time, so I moved it up. That's the Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Forgotten Fire Winery. They just say, you know, weekdays, every now and then you kick back, you relax a little bit. But on the weekends, you just want to have some fun. You want to just enjoy yourself. And uh, whether you're popping a brew or you're doing a little wine for the game, maybe a little wine and some snacks and such, having some friends over, great way to do it. Our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. And they don't care how you do it, whether it's red wine, white wine, ciders. They have all kinds of cool stuff, really good stuff, too. They just want you to enjoy it. Don't be snooty. Don't be crazy on me. Just enjoy it. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. They're in Pashtigo. If you want to go take a winery tour, maybe do a tasting up there. And don't forget, when you're there, actually on site, you ask for the Bill Michaels. It's that simple. Just say, hey, looking for the Bill Michaels deal. Heard it on the Bill Michaels show. And they will give you the wink and a nod and go, here you go. Come here. Come here. Come here. And they'll give you something. It's not a bad way to go. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. Look for it by name in many of your grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores as well. That is, again, Forgotten Fire Winery. Good stuff. Good people up there, too. Really good people up there. Packers getting set to take on the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to hear more uh, coming up here in a little bit. Bill Huber is going to be joining us just after the top of the hour. It's just the second time ever that Green Bay has played the Vikings in week one, and it's the fourth straight year and the eighth time in the last ten seasons Green Bay has started on the road 
and the fourth time in the last five years that Green Bay has opened the season with an NFC North opponent. So think about that. Getting those games right out of right out of the chute. Through 122 meetings, which include a couple of postseason contests, the Packers hold a 64, 56, and three edge over the Vikings all time. And uh, Green Bay has won eight. Minnesota has won four. Twelve of the last fourteen NFC North titles. Think about that. Only the Bears have two. The Bears have two, but the Packers eight division titles, the Vikings four, the Bears two, the Lions still trying to get there, and uh, including the postseason, Green Bay is sixteen ten and one against Minnesota with Rodgers as their starting quarterback. 16-10-1. and one. Remember, they got a couple of wins in the season in which uh, Anthony Barr busted up the uh, shoulder of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers is second to Brett Favre, who is 17-15-1 for the most wins as a starting quarterback uh, as he led the Packer to a wins over the Vikings, including the postseason. And think about this. Rodgers, including the playoffs, has 57 touchdowns and only seven interceptions with a passer rating of 110.2 against the Vikings. That's the highest of any opposing starting quarterback uh, against Minnesota. Russell Wilson has a 105 uh, quarterback rating, and Drew Brees has a 100 quarterback rating. Rodgers, basically, I, for as much as we talk about him owning the Chicago Bears, Rodgers owns the Minnesota Vikings when it comes to uh, throwing the football. 56 uh, touchdown passes during the regular season. The most in NFL history against the Minnesota Vikings. Favre has 54, by the way. So just a a tidbit there for you. Just a little information. Uh, Coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk with Bill Huber. Uh, Bill is with uh, Sports Illustrated. We had him on the program numerous times. As the Packers uh, take to the practice field today, and I think... The the questions going into this game, if you want to say what to look for, now we're going to do a little bit of this uh, tomorrow as well, but what to look for in the contest coming up this weekend. I think, one, obviously the question marks at the offensive line position. Uh, obviously, Alan Lazard, will he be coming back? Because he was out of practice last week and some of the workouts earlier this week. Uh, and then... You know, you're obviously, I think all of our eyes are on the wide receiving core and special teams. The two areas that have had the most discussion this offseason. Obviously, you want to see this defense. The defense is going to get challenged early and often in this contest with Dalvin Cook and company. And then you go with Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and such. But uh, the, 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 the defense, while it's going to get tested, the offense, I think we're all kind of, you know, sitting back with our arms folded somewhat sketchily saying, okay, show me something because we didn't get a chance to see the starters in the regular season. And then now that the depth issues have been cured via the roster cuts, show me something when it comes to the, uh, the special teams. I think that's where we're at. So there you have it. going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
lot more of the Bill Michael Show with Bill Huber. It's coming up. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.